Welcome to The Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of The Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at The Gift of Choice. Now, if this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've tuned in before, welcome back. I always want to tell all of you how much I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to spend time with us here on the show. Today, my guest is author Jenna Cornell. I'm so excited to have her here. Her most recent poetry collection, Fantastic Illusions of Love, Life, the Birds, and the Bees, straddles between beauty and darkness. And I'm going to put the link to her book um, on Amazon right at the bottom of the show page so that you can just click on it and you'll get there. Now, in the past episodes when we used to have an hour show, I would spend a little bit of time doing a very brief breathing meditation just so that we all have the opportunity to stop and just breathe. Now, I know that you can do that on your own, so I just want to remind you to take time sometime throughout the day today Actually, as much as you can do it, that would be great. But do take time to just stop, to just stop and breathe. Allow your mind to clear. Relax a bit. I give you permission. And, you know, sometimes we need to be reminded or we need to be given permission. So consider it done. I'm hoping that you take a moment today to do that. Now, the Gift of Choice show is educational inspirational and motivational in nature, but I want you to take what fits for you and let go of the rest. The Gift of Choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. I always want to preface every show with that little reminder for us. Now let me introduce our guest for today. Jenna Cornell has an MA in English and Creative Writing from Southern New Hampshire University. She's a college instructor at both Lakeland and Lakeshore Technical Colleges. With her first written story at the age of nine and her first published opinion article at the age of ten, she's been writing since then and has seen her work published in the Northern Lights Arts Journal, The Manifest, Sheephead Review, The Fourth Estate, Mothy Center Magazine, Examiner.com, and has plays read at Theater on the Bay. In 2014, she submitted her short screenplay, Hunk of Burn in Love, to the Canadian Short Screenplay Competition, and it made it into the top 50 quarterfinals. With a love of film and screenwriting, she's also working on a full-length screenplay. Now, writing isn't just a hobby for Jenna. It's part of her DNA. She writes fiction, poetry, screenplays, music, and also journalism. Creative writing and music journalism are just two of her many creative pursuits that she loves. As a vocalist and a wordsmith, Jenna spends part of her time writing songs. She intends to record something in the near future. Now, when Jenna isn't writing, she enjoys nature photography, painting, spending time outside with her family, and she likes to live by the belief that art is the essence of life in creative form. 
Now her most recent collection that I mentioned before, Fantastic Illusions of Love, Life, the Birds, and the Bees, straddles between that beauty and darkness, harboring the twisted illusions that both life and love create. The poetry of General Cornell hints at the ironic coin that people flip in everyday life, the struggle between romantic delusions and harsh realities. Now, if you're interested in her work, you can find collections at Bosses in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and also on Amazon. And as I mentioned, I'll put the Amazon link on the show page for you to make it easy. It also comes in a Kindle version. Now, because November is our ability to create wedge of our self-empowerment wheel that we've been working on all year, Jenna is like the perfect guest to end this month of November. So, Jenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Well, thanks so much, Bonnie, for uh, having me on. And, you know, it very much interests me, you know, talking about creativity and, you know, getting getting your work completed and out there and, and all of that. So this is perfect. Oh, awesome. And, you know, we have to, we have to feed that, that right side of the brain, too. You know, I, I talked about you in your bio, obviously. Boy, you've done lots of things. But you know what? I find that there's always more to the story. There's always more to a person than just that. Would you share with our listeners a little bit more about your journey and what brings you to who you've become today? Wow. <laughs> um, you know, I was actually about 10 years ago, I was a returning adult student to college. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of where, you know, my journey, my journey obviously started way before that. But that's really where my journey into creativity and, and moving in the direction as a writer and a musician and a teacher really kind of took hold. Um I went back to school, full-time school, was a full-time school, full-time mom, um, worked two, three part-time jobs, was involved in extracurricular activities, and really made the decision that I was going to kind of grab life by the horns and live it, uh, you know, according to what what really was things that I loved and things that I were passionate about. So that's kind of the journey that has led up to now, <laughs> of, you know, publishing my poetry collection and um, just really focusing on writing and music and teaching and and things that I'm very passionate about. So hopefully that gives you enough, enough information. Um, if, but if you want more, I can give you more. Well, you know, I thought you were busy before. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I should throw all those other things in there. You know, but it's, it's um, I think that says something about, Life is so short, you know, to not truly live your dream and to be express yourself in the way that you really want to express yourself. So, so kudos to you. Not everybody does that, you know. Not some people sort of they say, "Oh yeah, someday I will," and they never do. Yeah, thank so you. Applaud, I applaud you for that. Thank you. So you know, we were talking about some things um, when I met you earlier this year about you know, becoming an artist and, and, and the whole creativity part of that. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about what you believe makes a, a good artist or makes an artist be successful or, or even just enjoy? I mean, if you enjoy, you're successful, I think. But um, what are the, the sort of key things that you've learned along your journey? Um, key things, you know, that I've definitely learned about, you know, being an artist and, and actually in my, strictly my opinion, I don't want to say every artist believes this, but for me itself, 
um, the first thing that I really learned was to kind of embrace both success and failure together. Mm. Um, you know, we learn things from success that we don't learn from failure. And a lot of times I think we learn more from failure than we do success. Um, you know, failure, we learn so much about ourselves and, and the way to kind of pick ourselves back up, <laughs> the way to kind of pick mm-hmm. ourselves back up after whether we've fallen because of a mistake we've made or maybe a rejection we've received. Um, we learn so much about our work, like creatively, you know, in a failure, you can look at that and say, well, that person didn't like it, but what are they saying they didn't like? Can is it true? Can I apply it to my work? How can I change my work? Do I need to change my work? Um, you know, the other thing about failure, too, is what I have learned definitely in these past 10 years that I've been going on this road really, really strong is that, uh, you know, if a door closes, man, don't keep knocking on that door. Because I, what I what has always come to pass for me is that a better opportunity or a better door has opened from one that I thought, oh, this is the one for me. This is where it's going to happen. And then, nope, that one closed and another one opened. So definitely, you know, don't look at failure as bad. bad. It, it definitely teaches you so many things. Um, and then also, you know, don't get stuck in either of those. Uh, a lot of times what I hear are people that say, yeah, in 2000 I did this and this and this. Okay, what are you doing today? You know, or, man, I I didn't get into that, you know, I didn't get into that uh, play or I didn't get, I didn't get published through this competition. And now, man, it just, I'm not doing anything, you know, don't get stuck in either of those because that's the past. You know, mm-hmm. even, even personally for myself, you know, here I published my poetry collection in February of this year, but I'm actually moving on, you know, I'm moving on to my next thing that I'm working on because I don't want to get stuck in, oh, I published my poetry collection in February. I want to keep moving on and and not getting stuck in that past. So while I'm still promoting that poetry collection, I'm actually working on other projects at the same time and anticipating when I'll be done with those. So that's definitely one of them, you know, that I really uh, stand by as an artist. Yeah, you never, you know, you never really finished. I mean, we're not, I believe, and I don't know if other people believe this, but it's a, it's a Bonnieism. I believe we're not done till we're not here anymore. Right. You know, we're not finished. We're not finished until we die. You know, we're just, we have so much that we can do, that we can give, that we can experience and, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And it, there is a greater plan and there's, you know, I always say there are no accidents. I mean, and I truly don't think that there are. It's There's a reason for everything. So like you were talking about failure before, there's a, or a door closing. There's a reason that that did because for your highest good, for your best outcome, there's something better waiting, you know, beyond that next door. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have found that to be so, so true. And, you know, sometimes people will say, Ah, I don't really believe that, but I have found that to be uh, so accurate in my life that as soon as that door closed, you know, there was something better that was coming along. And, uh, you know, I've learned to really just say, okay, you know, that door closed, I'm moving on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing that um, that I think is makes people successful as artists 
um, is that there's always going to be someone that has an opinion about your work, um, whether they love it, whether they mm-hmm. hate it, or whether they're just like, mm, I don't really care. Uh, somebody's always going to have an opinion. And so you got to kind of have a strong backbone and be able to realize that that's simply one opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, artistic people in particular, they get very, oh, this is my work. This is my baby. And yes, it is your baby. You know, I've birthed many babies in my life that, man, it was so hard to, you know, listen to those critiques sometimes. But what I've learned over the years is that it's one person's opinion, simply one person's opinion. And, you know, if whether they love it, hate it, or don't feel anything for it, it's simply one opinion. And so you really got to have a backbone uh, if you're going to do anything artistically. Right. Well, that kind of makes me think of a question um, regarding this. I mean, who do you, you know, when you do your art, whether it's, uh, you know, the writing or the or poetry or your music or whatever, do you do it for other people or do you do it for you? Um, I, you know, when I do them, I, a lot of times I'm doing them for myself. Yeah. You know, I really am because it's, it's it's definitely who I am as a person, mm-hmm. even though even though I love things like science and history and all of all of those things, I'm very much uh, a creatively inclined person. And um, I don't know how to explain this, uh, but I've talked to other creative people and sometimes the creativeness is like, no, you've got to work on this right now. You know, there isn't a choice. This is what you got to do right now. So it's so it's so interesting and, and it's hard to explain at the same time. But most of the time I'm doing the art, I think, for myself. Um, but there's times where I am doing the art for somebody else. So, for example, you know, maybe a friend or a relative will say, hey, Jenna, you know, can you look over, you know, something that I wrote maybe to edit it for me or let me know any corrections that I need to make. So I'm, I'm more than willing to do something like that. Um, or photography, uh, photography wise, uh, my mom wanted some new pictures taken of herself and I'm like, yeah, let's go out, let's go out to a park and, you know, I'll, I'll get you some really nice pictures taken. So, so I think on one hand, yes, I'm doing the art for myself, but on the other hand, as an artist, you do need to give back. And, uh, you know, it's important to give back. So, yeah. You know, we're going to take a short break here, Jen. And when we come back, you know, you're a really busy person. And I want to hear a little bit more from you about how you get it all done, you know, like setting goals and things like that. So okay. we're, going to take a sh- we're going to take a short break here. I'm Bonnie Grassel here at The Gift of Choice, and I'm here with Jenna Cornell. And we're going to be right back. Are you one of the millions of people who struggle to relax, sleep well, or even lose weight? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard? If you think your brain might have something to do with it, you're right. Now you can learn how to access the powerful energy of the mind-body connection with the ultimate health and wellness gift set, a four-CD collection of guided meditations from holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. You can use them all for yourself or split the individually wrapped CDs into gifts for friends and family. The Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set includes all of Bonnie's popular CDs, including Restful Sleep, Relax, Meditation for Busy People, and Weight Loss. 
To get your copy of the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, go to BonnieGressel.com and click the Products tab. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. You're listening to The Holistic Entrepreneur with your host, Bonnie Gressel. The Holistic Entrepreneur is sponsored by M&B Global Solutions, providing individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, as well as book editing and publishing services. To learn more, go to mbglobalsolutions.com. Well, welcome back, everyone, to The Gift of Choice. I'm Bonnie Gressel, your host, and I'm here with Jenna Cornell. And just before the break, I asked Jenna to be thinking about how she would explain to all of us how she gets all this stuff done. How do you how do you do all the things that you said that you do? And I'm sure there's probably things that you haven't said that you do. How do you get it all done every day and still sleep um, and eat? <laughs> um, you know, there there are some days I will admit that I'm I'm pretty exhausted by the end of my day. Um, sometimes I sometimes I do stuff just because I have to do them. Um, a lot of times, particularly when it comes to art and definitely having to do with publishing, uh, I set goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was. I, I guess I would say I've always been kind of a goal setter person where I'd be like, oh, yeah, this year I want to do this or, you know, this summer I want to do that. Um, but it didn't really change for me. Things didn't really start falling into place for me until I actually started physically writing down, uh, physically writing down goals every six months. So I would write down three goals that I want to achieve in six months. And, uh, you know, they're flexible goals, meaning that, you know, if I don't finish one, I can always push it to the next six months. But the, the, the obvious thing of writing them down is just to say, hey, this is what I want to achieve in six months in my life. And that's definitely how I published my poetry collection. Um, I had been working on it for a while, and then I just put it down in one of my six-month goals and says, okay, by, by February 2015, I'm going to publish this. And that's how it, that's a lot of times how things have happened for me is, is really getting into the mindset of setting goals. So uh, that's kind of how I get stuff done now is really just kind of yeah. writing them down. Oh. And, and yourself, are you, you're an indie publisher, right? I mean, you self-published your uh, co- collection of poetry. Yes, I did. Yep. So that must have been a journey. I mean, did you do all those things yourself? <laughs> it, it, it was. It was quite a journey. And actually, I had, I had waited back and forth for three, four years because, you know, indie publishing is still, still kind of taboo in, mm. you know, the, the publishing world itself. You know, people are embracing it more and more. But being an indie publisher is, is still kind of taboo. There's places that will not take my book because I'm an indie publisher. <laughs> you know, there are some indie stores that won't take it because of who I publish through. Really? So, um so it's it's been it's been an interesting journey and and it did. It took me I I would say 3-4 years to really make the jump uh, into mm-hmm. indie publishing. But from a personality standpoint, I'm very much an entrepreneurial type personality and uh indie publishing really kind of fits me as a person so you know uh 
you know, things that I could say for people thinking about it is, you know, you definitely need to decide what kind of writer you are. Um, when I did my poetry collection, I was writer, editor, proofreader, photographer, designer. I was a person doing it all. So, you know, that saves me a lot of money up front, indie publishing-wise. But it, it so you were truly like the epitome of indie publishing. <laughs> uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you're the type of writer that you really need an outside editor or you need someone to help you design stuff, um, you can expect spending at minimum starting out at least 200 bucks, if not more, to try and do indie publishing. And I Frankly, I didn't want to do that. I, you know, my background in writing, I have I have such a versatile background in writing that I didn't necessarily need, you know, to pay an editor to do it. Would it have been helpful? You know, maybe. Maybe it would have been helpful to have somebody else look at it. But I have, you know, I've learned through all of my experiences how to proofread and how to really properly edit. So, so I well, and with poetry, there's not a lot of there's not really any editing that you can do with poetry. Yeah, no, there's not a lot. I mean, it might be that you know you look through it and you realize that a word is you know written wrong. You know, so there's mm-hmm. not a lot in poetry because because of the way poetry is set up. So it's much easier than trying to edit a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I think another thing to realize about indie publishing too is that. Um, you know, you're not going to get rich off it. You might get a, you know, there's a possibility of a bestseller. There's all kinds of indie, you know, books that, you know, I see them on like Amazon's best-selling indie list, and I can't think of the names off the top of my head right now, but they're doing really well. So they still probably still don't make a ton of money. Though. No, no. I mean, it's, <laughs> there's not a lot yeah. of money in royalties. It's what the book leads you to, maybe, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily from your book unless you write like the Harry Potter series or something. Yeah. You know, like that. Yes. So, you know, definitely indie publishing. Um, I encourage it to any writer, any writer out there to to get into it. It's not as scary as as what it's made out to be. But at the same time, you really need to know what kind of artist you are. You know, I think I think what is helpful for me is the fact that I am very independent, entrepreneurial type person, and um, that 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 helps me kind of fit into that style of publishing. So, so if there's somebody out there who's um, thinking of you know, maybe they're maybe they write poetry or something like that. Um, certainly, there's resources out there. I'm sure. Um, I know the Amazon platform is easy to work with. Um, that that helps people to just publish their their own work to become an indie publisher. Yeah, there are. And in fact, I use the Amazon platform, the Create Space platform, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. I mean, it walks you through every single step that you need to do. It also gives you an option of having them help you mm-hmm. take care of it. So, so you know, with me, I didn't have to get the help to do it. Now, would it would it have been nice? Maybe I don't know. Um, but preference wise, is that you really kind of got to look at yourself as a writer and decide, you know, if I am going to indie publish, do I really want someone editing it for me and 
proofing it for me and setting things up for me, or do I want to do it all myself? How much, you know, how, and, and I think it goes into how much work do I want to do? Do I just want to be the artist that has written it and then have somebody else do the rest of the work, or do I want to do everything? So it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely um, a decision that, that a writer would need to make when they, when they decide to indie publish is okay. which, you know, which, which type of writer are they going to be? Are they going to be the all-encompassing, you know, writer that does everything, the editing, proofreading, everything? Or are they just going to be the artist that passes it over to the person that's going to do the proofreading, editing, and, and uh, design and stuff like that? Yeah. So, Jenna, we're coming toward the end of the show, but there's a question that I've been asking guests in recent shows, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here because I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. Okay. But what I've been asking people is, what does the gift of choice mean to you? Um, gift of choice means to me uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, freedom to really live my life um, according to how I want to live it. Obviously, I follow the laws and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Um, but really to live my life passionately and have the freedom to write, freedom to do music, freedom to teach, um, freedom to really be myself. So much in society, we, we kind of box each other in and we say, oh, this person's an accountant or this person's a musician. And we don't realize that people are multifaceted and, mm-hmm. you know, we, it, it's easy for us to categorize people, but really gift a choice. That's what it means for me. It's freedom to really be who I am as a person. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today because um, I know that you're a busy person and taking your time to share with us here at The Gift of Choice. Um, So thank you so much for spending time today with us, Jenna. Well, thank you so much, Bonnie, for having me on. And, you know, I've enjoyed talking to you and, you know, hopefully we can continue having chats even, even off the even off the show. Yeah. And remind us again, what's the best way to connect with you in case people want to get more of you? Um, is the website the best way to connect with you? Um, they can connect with me on the website. There is a contact form on there that they can connect with me, but I'm very active um, on Facebook. Okay. And I'm also on Goodreads, you know, if they want to check out my author profile and everything. And uh, I am somewhat somewhat uh active on twitter but facebook is probably the most active active way to kind of keep in touch with me okay awesome well again thank you for your time today jenna and we will talk soon okay thank you thank you all for listening to the gift of choice now just as a reminder you can listen to all of the past episodes on blog talk radio as well as itunes and restream the last episode each week to speak up talk radio To be a part of this community, just click follow on the show page or subscribe if you're listening on iTunes. And I always love to know what you think, so please leave me a comment or review. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Blessings. You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com.